On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we are going to talk about Kyrie Irving, what he may or may not be feeling or thinking in this very moment, which is a fun thing to discuss, and I think I've discovered the identity to the player that Ian Begley was talking about when he said that the Nets, a respected veteran, wow. was interested in joining Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I think I have figured out who that respected veteran is, and I'll reveal that on today's episode. <laughs> Big reveal. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, hello. Brian. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. The Athletic, 40% off an annual subscription to The Athletic. Go to TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. Brian? Mike. The NBA is... Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Hey, uh, fun topic today. Oh. We're going to talk... <laughs> We're going to talk about the internal strife within the NBA. <laughs> oh, that's the fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, Brian, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. You know, same old. And you? So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you're ready to I'm dive? In upstate New York in a cabin. Oh, yeah. You're in upstate. Literally in a cabin. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm speaking into a bed because it's the best place you could podcast. Besides your car. Your car is a great place to podcast, but I don't get good internet in the car. So I'm speaking into a bed. I'm yelling into a pillow, oh, which wow. is probably well. I'll be at the end of my life. I'll be screaming into a pillow. Brian, hey, how's yeah, it going? you'd be doing that anyways, even if you weren't on this podcast. I know, I know that much. <laughs> um, I'm good. Are you ready to the, to dive headfirst into these <laughs> into these deep waters? I think here's the thing. So obviously, we're going to talk about this is a Nets Nets centric podcast, and while there's no basketball being played, the Nets continue to be in the news. The most prominent of Nets continues to be in the news. And and if you're not up on this story, the basics of it is is that Kyrie Irving held, well, last week he had a call on both Monday and Friday trying to get more thought-provoking discussion about whether the NBA should come back. And I got to tell you, Brian, Twitter was a scary place, as it always is this weekend. When people found out that Kyrie Irving was the guy leading this, mm. It brought out the ghouls and goblins. Oh, boy. Oh it boy. was Halloween. It was <laughs> oh all Hollow's tweets. Some skeletons? If you will. Yeah. Some skeletons came out of the closet oh because people Mommy? don't like Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And I'm sure, and I'll admit, I'm sure I would have been that same person. If he wasn't a Brooklyn Net, I probably would have been like, well, this is silly. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he is a Brooklyn Net, so I defend him to the end of my life. Yeah. And I will defend him here in this um, space. So I'm going to ask just a quick pause uh, because my cat is meowing at the door, waited till the podcast started and just a quick pause. Hang on. Very Kyrie Irving of your cat to do that. Um, and again, for anyone who doesn't really know, I, I, and this is a very serious topic. So essentially what, what Kyrie Irving wanted to figure out within this phone call from what we understand from the reporting is one, whether, you know, certain players felt, that their voice was heard truthfully in the process that the NBA would come back. You know, what's been crazy about the NBA. So we see in major league baseball that the players and the owners have such a wide gap. It is the widest of gaps. 
uh, possible. But in the NBA, it had seemed like players, owners, the league were all in lockstep and like, this is the plan. So what we're going to do. And as we're finding out, when you have a group of 450 people who may be involved in a quarantine, uh, those people may have some questions about having to be separated from family or just to simply live in a hotel room for three months of their life, I guess, if they're lucky, because that means they would have won a championship or at least been in the championship game. And Kyrie Irving's virtue, and we'll get to whether apparently this may or may not have been his true virtue, because there's been some fun ex-player reporting on this, is that Kyrie, one, is was worried about this slowing down the social justice movement that has taken route over recently and that if playing a season would halt all of that. And then there was questions about health concerns. And another prominent person that spoke up on that phone call, one was Carmelo Anthony. Another person was Avery Bradley, who apparently spoke up right after uh, Kyrie Irving. Maybe we'll get to Avery Bradley later on the show. Big tease. Big tease. But but it's been – I mean, I'm telling you, we, we talked about the toxicity of Twitter moments after it came out that Kyrie Irving was hosting this call and this call was happening. People were f- slinging tweet arrows right at our man Kyrie. Oh, um, what was the general crux of the typical anti-Kyrie tweet? If you, could su- basic, if you could summarize it. The basic thing was like, who the F is this guy to insert himself into this conversation? Kyrie is hurt. He's not going to play... Yeah. In these playoffs, who is he to have a voice in the situation? And I think regardless of what you think about Kyrie Irving, there's two important details to know. One is that he is the ex- he's one of the executive vice presidents or whatever, the, the MBPA. Mm-hmm. So it's literally, yeah, if his, you his believe job. in unions, <laughs> right. it's literally his job. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then two, it's like it if we if we do wind back the time machine a little bit, it is kind of crazy that there hasn't been any dissent at all from the players about going to send away to Orlando. And I can, and we'll kind of discuss like what's the best way to do it and all that kind of stuff. But like generally 450 people don't have the same opinion about something this extreme. So there was always going to be this dissent. And frankly, I'm I Kyrie's kind of made for this moment. He's like, it's his whole life has been building to our moment where he, can be the person that kind of has the dissenting opinion. He's, I, I would even flatter. say like dissent is maybe not even where I would sort of sure. frame this. I think just like, I mean, there's two parts of it, right? There's a very real social advocacy element to it. And there's also a very real negotiation attached to all this where, you know, players don't just willy nilly get on board with that, just any old thing that the owners decide in, in a meeting by themselves. Um, so, that part of it was always going to happen. There was always going to be some amount of pushback from the players to get, you know, some things that they want out of this. It's a, it's a pretty radical idea getting all these people out there um, and doing that. I will say that I think like this is to your point, Kyrie's real moment, like his whole, um, he has been not very precious about his image in the media up to this point. And that's probably been like, not great for him in, in some ways <laughs> I, I would assume, but I, yeah, think, I that, think you can say that safely. <laughs> I think that he, um, he's really made for this moment because he's, he's like, Hey, I don't, I don't have, there's nothing. I haven't built anything that needs to be protected in the way that like a Michael Jordan is selling shoes to Republicans, those types of moments. He's like, I don't have any of those types of, uh, 
you know, stakes in the ground. And I, I really just sort of in equal doses talk about exactly the kinds of things that I'm, that I'm passionate about. And this is, this is one of those things that like I, you know, he's sort of, his brand is kind of tailor made to be, to endure exactly this. And I think actually, you know, if, if we're as guys who just think about marketing, marketing, marketing <laughs> position Please. in a world that in this case is not at all about marketing, 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 I do think indirectly that it has actually helped his image because I mean, this is something that, much unlike some of the other things that he's campaigned for in the public eye, this is one that feels um, vastly more important and is hitting home for a lot of people. And, you know, taking the kind of critical eye that he has for all things on YouTube, I'm speaking about the flat The critical third eye. Right. And using that uh, to to cast some some attention onto these onto these problems i think is is um you know it's it's beneficial in a multitude of ways but it's also i think super just you know helpful helpful for him helpful for the players so i mean there's a lot to this right it's complicated and i don't know that i think as like as far as the negotiation element of this goes um what my just like impulse is is that a lot of this is about how do we just like reading through the the announcement that they made that they put out there uh whatever that like sort of pr flyer was um that you know in trying to get more wnba players there and like other you know sort of entertainers and things like that um that they wanted it if this was going to to go off to be like really a a moment of you know like hey these are like prominent black figures we're going to make this about this thing as much as we possibly possibly can you know while we have this opportunity if this is going to go down as it, the league has conceived it which i think is an interesting sort of negotiation place we're like you know we can to start out being like hey i'm not sure we want to do this and if we do want to do this it want we want to be super serious about advocating for for um these rights that we've been talking about we'll get back to the show in a moment but first Here's an important thing I can tell you over my many years of experience living on Earth is that smelling good is a good thing to do. And one way that you can smell good is by going to Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co and use my promo code, Athletic, to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. And use my promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. What you can do is, one, if you want to smell good, go there and smell good yourself. If you want to help a father in your life smell good, you can also go there and get a nice little gift. And here's a fun way of how this all works is you get to take a quick two-minute quiz. And then Hawthorne will tell you the two colognes that are best for you, one maybe for work whenever we go back to the office, and one for play. And it's totally risk-free, free shipping, free returns, makes a whole bunch of sense. You know, that standard soap smell just doesn't do it anymore. And you need to go to Hawthorne, with an E, .co, not .com, to start smelling better. So I think everyone sort of like it understands that the NBA would have, on some level, acknowledged the Black Lives Matter movement even when the playoffs are happening, right? They've done it before. They've done it in statements and all that stuff, and that's fine. And I'm sure there's discussions internally within the Park Avenue offices of the NBA to acknowledge it. But, like, frankly, these type of things, 
do require extra pressure to ensure that it is requisite, is up to the level that it needs to be in the moment. And Kyrie Irving, by holding the call and getting more advocacy from the players and talking, at least discussing that maybe the season shouldn't go on because it would distract people from the Black Lives Matter movement, that's going to only increase the pressure on the NBA, and that's only going to increase the chances that these this quarantine Orlando playoffs will be the, a strong focus will be on, yes, it'll be on the, the frontline healthcare workers, I'm sure will be highlighted very broadly, and also, so too will the Black Lives Matter movement, and as it should, the NBA should, I mean, this you know, if, if any cause, you know, every Rashid Wallace technical foul should have all that money that he was fined should have went to some cause that would have, you know, helped the Black Lives Matter movement. Obviously, the Black Lives Matter movement didn't exist when Rashid was playing. But I mean, this is the league to do it. And I, I kind of think, you know, we all get like all bent out of shape when we see the headline of a story and the headline of the story at first. And I do want to talk about this. I don't know if you track this over the weekend. Woj first tweeted out when about the Kyrie Irving phone call. It was Kyrie Irving dash disruptor. And that was the headline to his story. And immediately for me, I mean, I'm not Mr. Wokey dude. I'm not the wokest of wokes. You're pretty woke. What do you thought? Hey, come on. Pretty woke. Pretty woke. Yeah. I know. But it isn't woke to say you're woke, is it? I don't know. No, that's, that's for sure. I feel woke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm... Anyways, the to see that I was like, "Whoa, that is you, Woj. You you are not. He is of the most careful. Mm-hmm. Him and Sham Sharania are extremely careful in what they put out because they know if they put out anything even outside of the sort of the lane that they're used to being in, they'll get texts from agents or texts from NBA executives and be like, "What the hell was that? What was that? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. like because everyone takes what Shams and Woj says so seriously. So when Woj puts out." Kyrie Irving disruptor. Mm. That was like something that felt like out of New York Daily News in the mid two thousands. Wow, that was wow. like real. Like, yeah, take it. Like, you mean the, I think you mean the Post, right? Isn't that the Post? I'm a Daily News guy. Oh, okay. I, I the Post is the more accurate. <laughs> yeah. thing. I've always been aligned with the Daily News because it's felt like the little brother. Sure. And and now you know it's just the the I don't want to get too much. The Daily News. I, I'm I'm enjoying the reading more. Why? So What's going I'll on? I'll go Daily News. Is it the Sudoku? Uh, is the Sudoku better? Yeah, the Sudoku is better. Yeah. Anyways, New York Times, by the way, app has a lot of great games you can play on it. There's like a patterns game that's oh. super fun. Sudoku's great. All that stuff. Crossword, of course. There's big crossword. Brought to you I, hate, I actually don't like crosswords. I don't. I rarely ever finish a crossword. But um, what was I? <laughs> what was I even saying? <laughs> oh, but the Woj yeah. the disruptor thing, man. He. Yeah. He backed off that thing so quick because what happened was he puts out Woj the Disruptor. A bunch of people commented on Twitter, which is the place to comment on these things. This is where we are at. And then the next story that he writes about that very same phone call was said how powerful it was that Kyrie, the Kyrie spoke up in a powerful unison voice with him and Carmelo. And it was like, instead of chasing him as the disruptor, he described him as this sort of vocal supporter of a very important movement of our time. And that all happened within like a very short, like a couple hour window from that disruptor to this guy being a very vocal supporter of a very powerful movement. I'll say this. I think that disruptor is, it's a, I don't know. I don't, I have no, I did not follow the story close enough. So 
I could be like incredibly wrong about this, but I think it's a malleable enough term. And also like it's like initial use as like disrupt has like an obvious pejorative sense to it. But like if you're disrupting a status quo, you know, there's a a particular bent that you can put on it to make that actually you can squint and make that work. So I'm wondering if yeah. like it was one of those things where he was like, no, it's that's I'm using it in that you know version of it. And then it just that was not being heard. Good disrupting. Good. Yeah. This is, yeah. Like when yeah. like disrupting in tech, you have, you know, it's disruptive. Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> How dare you bring up tech speak in or, this? I hate or, or any industry all. that needs disruption. Okay. Could, oh, sliced bread, Mike. It could be anything. It could be anything. Oh, bread. The bread industry needs disruption. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bagel industry needs disruption. I'm telling ba- you, man. Any chance you to should... pronounce it bagel, you, you will sorry. do it. No, it's. It's part um, of you. It's who you are. I I see where you're coming from with Woj. Woj could have classified it as such and would have felt better. But he backed up. And I put out online the Forrest Gump meme, except him running backwards, which felt accurate to the moment because then you saw like Chris Haynes come out. I think Sham Sharania. A bunch of people after Woj did Disruptor, they were all commenting about how like players felt like this was a powerful moment. That Kyrie was discussing. I mean, it doesn't almost matter. There are some interesting fallout factors while we're still waiting on how the NBA is going to handle it. One is that Adam Silver was on ESPN on Monday night. They did a big return of sports show where they had all the major commissioners on. And Silver, I mean, he's so he's so crafty, that Adam Silver. He he was they asked him, of course, hey, Kyrie Irving has voiced these concerns and the pl- other players agree with him and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, totally get it. Uh, this is a big ask, and if no, if you don't want, if no one wants to go, we'll like they, he said that it won't be a breach of contract. Now I don't know if breach of contract translate directly to you will still get your money, but he says it would not be a breach of contract to not go. And he's like, I totally get like a hundred percent. I'm like, that is the way to handle this thing, as opposed to saying what like MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred has been, which is basically like, um. <laughs> The players are liars. Adam Silver's like, no, you know what? This is all of this makes sense. Like it, it does make sense, and this is a big ask, <clears throat> especially um, especially for any of the teams that are like really have no chance at winning a championship. That's a it's a big lift to get the whole operation. All that, like if you're you know Washington or even if you're Washington or Phoenix, even even like honestly, if you're you know Nets without Kyrie and Kevin, like you know playing some hard fought seventh seed games, um, it's a big ask. I think that's almost like the worst scenario because if you're the Wizards, you basically know going in, okay, we're going to have like a mini training camp. We're going to go in. We're going to play eight games. We're not going to make the playoffs. And then we're going to get to go home. So we get like a fun, I don't know if they're going to consider it fun, but they get a nice summer camp experience with basketball. So they get that. The Nets have to do all that and then then go into the playoffs and most likely know that they're going to, or the Orlando Magic are going to go in the playoffs knowing that then they're going to play the Bucks or Raptors and get beaten down pretty thoroughly in four or five games. And so they have to stay an extra two weeks while also knowing that like it doesn't, it's not, not going to amount to anything great, particularly when you talk about the Nets, right? Like Kyrie and Katie won't be there. And apparently that is why Kyrie Irving may have been upset. Now this has been <laughs> uh. on the very same show. This was this, this theory was brought up. It wasn't even a theory. It was a rumor was brought up and then it mm-hmm. was dispelled by the other co-host. We're talking about uh, all the smoke, mm-hmm. 
one of the greatest of greats innovations in podcasting. It's a pretty good one. I authentically like that show. Bar- Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, of course, this is like, I can't imagine what his life has been like for the past three weeks or so. But they, they did, I think it was just on Instagram Live or Instagram TV, excuse me, IGTV, where this is happening. I don't know if this is on the actual show, but I've seen clips of it where Matt Barnes, this is what he had to say, and he's the anti-Kyrie camp, and then we'll get to Steven Jackson. But Matt Barnes said on in his conversation with Steven Jackson that Kyrie is doing this because he wanted to go to Orlando, which is what we learned last week, which was Woj reported that Kyrie was talking about going to support to Orlando, but that the NBA told him he couldn't, so he's flipping the script on them. And then, so Brian, you have the Steven Jackson piece. What did Steven Jackson have to say on that very show? Oh, I can't, I can't quote. Um, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but basically it was like he had had a private conversation with Kyrie and it was like super emotional. And this was like, you know, before, and this had been like, you know, two or three weeks ago or something during the beginning of the George Floyd stuff. And Steven Jackson had a basically pushed back on the dude. like, I think Kyrie's like super about this, you know, about this movement. And, uh, I think Matt Barnes, this is just, I don't know if this, this is like a tweet from like two days ago or something. So maybe this is like a newer, you know, conversation. I don't know. I, I'd have to piece it together. Um, but that, um, Matt Barnes seems, seemed to back off a little bit. Right. And, and so what's interesting though, is that what Matt Burns said, which is that Kyrie wanted to go to Orlando, the NBA wouldn't let him. So he's flipping the script on him is actually what also Kendrick Perkins said the same thing. He said, I, I don't know if this is a direct quote I have here in my notes, but he said, what changed over the last nine to 10 days? What changed has, and from what I strongly believe and what I heard is that the NBA players and the players position told Kyrie that, no, you cannot go to Orlando. Um, and and I, apparently that we're, we're told that, oh that set Kyrie off. Can you, I mean, think about how low your opinion of Kyrie must be to think that the entire motivation for him doing this is just to flip the Monopoly board, <laughs> like and ruin basketball for everybody. It's such that's that's some pretty wild thinking right there. That's crazy. Well, and and it almost doesn't matter because if you think so, even if that was true. Then that means that Kyrie is a Machiavellian genius because he convinced Avery Bradley and Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard to go along with this scheme or he hoodwinked them into going along with this scheme. It's like because we know from reporting from Sham Sharani and other people that in that call, Carmelo Anthony spoke up very like profoundly about the situation. Dwight Howard put out a statement where he basically said he wasn't going to play basketball this year. And Avery Bradley was the second person on that call talking about hey, we really need to be united on this front, and this is a really important moment for for everyone, and we can't just like simply walk into a season. So I, th- I just think it's all like, I think Kyrie is being pretty authentic. I think he happens to be a wishy-washy guy. I yeah, I think, think like, I think he can be authentic about something super hard in a very short amount of time. I mean, that's, that's part yeah. of what kind of makes him so dynamic in a lot of ways. I'll say, I think in general, like, I, I mean, I was kind of like, we were talking about Kyrie's brand. I was doing that through the prism of Twitter, which is always a, a heinous prism to, to glance through. But for me personally, I'm all, I think I love what Kyrie is doing. I like, I like so much that he's like on this, like that, that Barclays is ground zero for all of this stuff. And we have like this dude who's like really taken up the mantle um, for for like social justice in this league. And he's just on our team. I feel like our, like the Nets little part of the universe seems to be all about it. And, 
And I think Kyrie's like, yeah, I mean, it's, he's in a perfect position to like stick his neck out and he's the perfect guy to do it because he authentically comes by sticking one's neck out, being confrontational. Um, and I'm excited. I just like having a complicated, like ballsy dude like that to, to be on the team. Super at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, he's like, just got big balls to do that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and I appreciate it as a, you know, I'm an appreciator of big balls. And, and you talk about how Barclays has become the epicenter for protests in New York City. And you think like Spike Lee was on first take and he talked openly about, you know, they were asking about the Knicks, of course, and what he thinks about James Dolan that we know reported like through reporting that Dolan was saying to his employees at the Knicks that we're not going to put out these statements that you're seeing. We're going to do something much softer because the garden's supposed to be a place for everyone and blah, blah, blah. And that really infuriated a lot of people because this is, it feels like sort of like there's good people on both sides argument. I mean, of course there, there are in reality, but this is a moment that needs to be recognized with like a reckless level of support. And Dolan didn't do that. And Spike Lee specifically said, I'm right around the corner in the people's Republic of Brooklyn, you know, whatever. He, and <laughs> yeah. which I always love, I love Spike when he's talking about that. And he's hit it, how great it's been to see that Barclays is is this epicenter for protest and the Nets are doing this. But he he does end up saying, I think all Nets friends are waiting. Oh, is he going to like support the Nets? Is that what's going to happen? It's still not there. And I think he even said in a subsequent interview that's not going to happen. Um, but interesting. It, it's been an interesting moment. And ultimately, I think like basketball will be played. It will be figured out because the central argument, if it's that that playing basketball would slow down momentum for real societal change, I think more players are are feeling and we're hearing it from like Malcolm Brogdon and other people playing is the best way to sort of promote the things that you feel are worthy of promoting as opposed to not playing abstaining it knocks you out of the spotlight. You're literally not going to be in the spotlight of a basketball court by yeah. not playing. I mean, there's, yeah, there's like devil's advocate to both sides of that. And there's like another argument, which is like, you know, oh, that's just, I think it was like a Wilson Chandler's tweet that was, I think at the same, like right after the, you know, the announced the NBA was coming back that like, hey, doesn't the, the government really likes that? There's a really great distraction like the NBA um, at the moment so that we can like move on from this stuff. Um, and that's like simultaneously true. But the thing is you have to meet people where they're at and, um, having a giant platform and making this, this like three months of basketball so centered around these problems. If you do that correctly and you make it all about bonding together and, uh, and this like, you know, a communal effort to, to fix a lot of the underlying problems that we have, that we face in this country. And especially with just like the pandemic heightening all that, um, you have this rare opportunity to just be like the only show in town, huge platform, way disproportionately black and have it be a lot about your messaging. Um, so if you, if you knock it out of the park, it's a huge opportunity. If you were to guess on average, how many days people in the U S have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say a week? Maybe actually on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities, which is basically a month. So if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment as soon as possible. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. 
Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to make a little adjustment to your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. So if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, uh, otherwise known as ED, go to GetRoman.com slash glue for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash glue for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. So let's do this. I know you have to go soon. Okay, I didn't even look at the time. My gosh. Um, let, let's just, I'll wrap up with this little detail because I promised listeners that we would do this and to talk about who their respective veteran is. Cause I think we're going to ha- continue to have this conversation. So to, to re-rack what we know from Ian Begley, and it's so funny because it was such an innocent remark that he had, but I've, I really, it's really just been crawling in yeah. my mind. Wow. Um, <laughs> when you get that, like that, when that vein starts popping up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ian Begley it, within like a mailbag thing had said that from what he's hearing, a respected veteran and a young and talented player are very interested in joining Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, you know, next season. Okay. And that their contract situations would be feasible for that. Okay. So who, who was that? We don't really know. There's a bunch of names that were thrown around. I think I've discovered who the, the veteran would be. And I've brought up his name many times in this episode. And I think it is Avery Bradley. Very exciting news, Brian. Avery Bradley. Why is it Avery Bradley? Okay. Well, one... <laughs> Just Google Avery Bradley and Kevin Durant. They are extremely close. There's a story from my guy, Jay King, who I, who I work with here at The Athletic. He wrote this for MassLab, MassLive.com, Mass being Massachusetts, uh, about Avery Bradley and Kevin Durant, how like Kevin Durant and him go way back. They didn't play at Texas together, but something about how like Avery Bradley was just a teenager. This is from the story. And one of his roommates was Kevin Durant somehow, and... I guess they were in the league together or something. And Durant uh, took Bradley and a girl out on a date like he was their chauffeur in some way. It's very strange. But anyways, they're very close. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And the reason why I got hot on Avery Bradley was because of the Kyrie phone call. To me, it was unusual that Avery Bradley would be the second guy up. And I kind of think that's that was planned, right? Like I would, if Kyrie's hosting the call, I I don't think it's like my wife, uh, my wife's friend had a baby shower over zoom and there were 70 people on the zoom call and half of them were over the age of 65. And you can imagine the mute Mike massacre that was going on on that zoom call. I think the NBA players who are all about 20 years old to 35 years old are all a little more tech savvy. And I think there was some, uh, idea of like who would be talking at various points. I don't think it was just a mess. It wasn't a gaggle. And Avery Bradley was the second person up. And I think, and he echoed the same remarks that Kyrie did, which shows that they're simpatico, at least on something. So I think, okay, Avery Bradley and Kyrie Irving, uh, Google, then also let's see Avery Bradley and Kevin Durant. You get this lovely story. And then you dig a little bit deeper. Avery Bradley's contract situation is, is very, uh, he's, he can, he has a player option for next year, and maybe he'll want to take it, but he could leave the Lakers, which is the team he's on, and join the Nets, join his very close friend, Kevin Durant, join maybe his new friend, Kyrie Irving, 
kind of fits with the team. He's a little Garrett Temple-ish, but he's probably more talented. He was certainly more talented at one point in his career than Garrett Temple. Um, Not a name I would... I mean, if he was on the team for minimum, whatever the deal would be, I don't know if it's minimum, but I kind of like it. I mean, he... He's a def- he's known as a defender, and he can shoot a little bit, and he would just be a nice guy playing off some really good players. So Avery Bradley is our respected vet. Ian Begley has not reached out to say whether it's true, but that's what we'll see. But it is. That's it. Um, wow, spicy tidbit, Mike. Um, are you are you excited about that Avery Bradley? I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I think this is it, right? We have to yeah. go. Oh, one last thing. I do want to say shout out to your boy, Jonathan Andrews, who wrote us a great email that we will dig into next week, um, maybe. But uh, just wanted to say, got it. And I lo- and we love you back. When, when everyone says love in an email, just like a heartfelt email, I just, I can't, I can't help myself, Mike, but shout him out. Um, but that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Beautiful. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in your ears as soon as humanly possible. Follow us on Twitter, iTunes, five stars. We need them. We want them. We have to have them. Brian. Michael. The Nets are back. We did it. Thank you again for having me. Please.